I'm excited, I tell you why, because one, we never had DJ in our studio, two, you are our DJ because you've been actually working with us. And um, we started working with you early in a, uh, early in a year with um, Jordan Belford. Yeah. He was so polite, professional, um, and most importantly to us, a crowd loved you. And then we get to know you a little bit more. And, um, and then we had another event. And again, you really entertained us all, but um, you take it really to another level. Um, it's great you. to see a lady being great DJ and, um, and getting to know you a little bit more. I can see how passionate you are. Thank who you is, so much. Who is sitting in front of me? Tell us. <laughs> who is this well, lady? my name is Shirley Coleman. SC, we established that people before. People know me as SC. <laughs> <laughs> hey, EJ. SC is in the house. Boom. Thank you for having me. And that was so lovely of you to say. I've, um, I've really enjoyed You're part of the family now. So, know, you know, you can't run so around. nice. And it's really been so lovely to work with you and your team and and do your shows and it's 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 been amazing i've loved it and your journey is so interesting thank you <laughs> i always say you'll have a story yeah. because right now you're very well known in australia and starting to be very well known around the world you have a massive following on social media you have your own tracks so you're not just dj you are really dj that is really trying to take your career to another level you're being creative but it didn't start like that. It didn't start like that. How did that? it all start? <laughs> I know how. You told me the story, but tell us, how did your journey start? Well, I've actually wanted to be a DJ for 15 years before I actually started. Yes. It was a dream of mine, but I, I don't know, I put it away while I was doing yes. other things and I was in the world of PR and, and marketing and I was working in agency for for brands and uh, fashion brands. Yes. So I was using my business degree towards that and working in that world. And and this was at a time where social media started taking off and yes. we were going from traditional marketing to to online. And, yes. and the first kind of like the OGs, what I call them, the OGs of uh, Instagram and social media started to emerge and I started to put my clients, my fashion clients onto these rising social media stars and and I was going to a lot of events at the time and uh, my clients were like well when you wear them and when you post them you actually we actually get a good result right so this is when my <laughs> Instagram life started in 2012 and yes I followed that and that led me around which the is world. interesting that's when I started my Instagram yes 2012 <laughs> Yeah, we were onto it from the yeah, start. Yeah, there you go. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah, and while I was doing this, Chloe Kardashian posted me, and and then I no ended shit. up getting a huge like influx of followers from America, and and I think that was one of my landmark posts at the start, and then I just went on this journey, and I started posting, traveling, working with. Uh, fashion clients all around the world yes. and it led me into travel blogging and I became a fashion and travel blogger. Right. Yes. So I didn't I know any of this. So this is actually interesting. So keep yeah. talking. <laughs> so I I just went with it because it was right. great and I was loving my life and and I didn't really need to get into the music. I couldn't add anything into yes. into that. But I've always been obsessed with music. If you ask any of my friends, if you ask any of my DJ friends, 
I was always the one in the booth. I was always putting the like, you know, playlists together on Spotify and sending them to friends and finding new songs and it was always a passion of mine. So there just got it just came to a time in my life where I'm like, I have to give in to this. Yes. I really want to pursue this. And straight away lesson to be learned. Yes. A lot of people have a dream, have yeah. a passion, and they never do anything about it. Even yeah. if even if they're dreaming about it for one year, yeah. five or fifteen. Fifteen. You still yeah. <laughs> didn't wanna didn't wanna get rid of that passion. I couldn't. You said, you know what? I'm gonna do it one day, but you actually went and said, you know what? Yeah. I'm doing it. And I now looking back, it was all about the timing of it. If I didn't have that social media platform that I had built in that time to then launch my music career, I think I would have probably had a really much more difficult time. Yes. And the day that I cracked, I was on this road trip with my best friend and we we're playing all of my music. I'm like, oh, I've got the best taste in music. <laughs> <laughs> so all the songs like, that you she's selected. She's like, yeah, you do. And I'm like, I'm going to become a DJ. I'm going to actually do it. And I called one of my dear friends, who is now my manager, he, um, he advised me he, when I said to him, how do I become a DJ? And he said, you've got to go to DJ school. Yes. So that's what I did. That was my first step. Because, you know, all of us like the idea yes. of something. Yeah. You know, I have an <laughs> idea of becoming a DJ. Oh, yeah. the reality is, buddy, you got to go to school. You got to start from Education, the bottom. Yeah. Education. I've got to start. I had to start at the bottom. Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah, you know the tracks that you like, but yeah. how do you put the package together? And um, and this is one thing that I always always keep preaching. You know that idea and vision without action means nothing. Yes. Means nothing. I mean, Absolutely. you can. You, I you know I can have a will to become somebody all my life. Yeah. You don't take action, that dream never comes anywhere. That's right. And I knew I had to start again, but I also had some aces up my sleeves that I'd already had in my world. Yes. I was just adding that into it. So, I mean, <laughs> starting again was very daunting after thinking about it for such a long time and wanting to do it. I'm like, where do I start? What do I yes. do? And so off I went to the National Music Academy <laughs> and I walk in the doors and I'm like, Okay, let's this see if actually, I can mix. This, this is actually not a party. It's actually real school that yeah. I have to learn. Yeah, and I had to learn the technical side of things because I couldn't just get up there and, you know, take a pretty picture. It wasn't like my yes. modelling world. It was time to, you know, learn a new craft and, and a new skill. And I, I remember the first day when I walked into DJ school, I was thinking to myself, wow, have I left this too late? Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know. And this kid walks out of the... The room that I'm about to go in for a lesson and I think he was about seven years old and he was holding some mini decks and I'm thinking <laughs> wow this is really put me Mama in my in the house. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself I'm questioning all my life decisions at this point going wow <laughs> maybe I should have started early but here I am still turning up and yeah. um still again I, still I always say this um in any conversation I love observing and I love listening in any conversation we all have with anybody, there's a lot yeah. to get out of, any yeah. conversation. And um, uh, one thing you just said, I showed up. Yes, I <laughs> showed so, up anyway. So even, even conversation, I always like to say to anybody listening, any kind of 
podcast or conversation, just pay fucking attention, you know, yeah. because um, uh, one thing, again, where you are now started from nothing, yeah. you showed up. Doesn't yeah. matter who was there, you showed up and then you spent time learning the craft. Yes. And I was so happy that I did because in the first lesson, I did the mix. Yes. And then I felt confident about my decision. It was just about walking through that door and getting onto the tools and just having a go. And I did. And then I felt better. And I'm like, okay, let's go again. But then you went to school, you learned. I learned. You feel fantastic. I can DJ. I can DJ. Well, tell me the feeling. At this point, I was just at school. I had not done a public set at all. Which is a big difference. Yes, it is. How scary for you was it to do your first public appearance (laughs) i will tell you um it was interesting i remember i was six months into learning and i didn't really feel like i was ready to even tell many people that i'd been doing this i was kind of doing it on the quiet to see if it was something that i really wanted to do um i i posted a few little snippets on my stories and whatnot but i didn't really tell anyone that I was going all in. And then I got a call. But you knew you were all in. Oh, yeah, I did. And I couldn't go all in until that point. Uh, I had been travelling a lot and I had, you know, so many other things I wanted to do, but now I was making music my priority. I'd made the decision. I'm going all in. And I can't do things like 50-50. I can't um, go, oh, I'm going to still do my modelling and I'll still do my music part-time. No, I was going all in because I needed to see what I could do with it. And I remember the first time I got called to do a set and it was George who was now my manager. And you've met him. I met George. Yes, Yes, exactly. And he said, look, I have a request here for a female DJ. It is for Mecca. It's yes. for a store opening. So Mecca is a makeup store. Yes. And they wanted a female. And he said, you're the perfect fit. Why don't you do it? I'm like, I'm not ready. <laughs> He's like, no, no, no. You're doing this. But you're then, ready. Are you ever ready? No, you've just got to dive in. You've just got to see it. And, and the funny thing is there wasn't even a dance floor at this, <laughs> at this event. Right. Imagine walking into a Westfield. Okay. Yes. Here's the DJ outside a store doing... A set and yes. it's just for vibe. It's yes. there's, there's no pressure yes. of the dance floor, like if, if the crowd are going to love it or not. Yes. And I was shaking. Like I was like, yes. my hands are shaking. I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? But honestly, it was the best thing. It was the perfect first set. And specifically when you are under pressure, I always say every time I – just before I walk on the stage to speak in front of, you know, a thousand people yeah. – um, doesn't matter how much I prepare myself, that 30 seconds before I walk on the stage, I was like, fuck, I just forgot everything. <laughs> <laughs> everything I, I want to do, I was like, oh, my God, what, what am I supposed to speak? It's just my brain just goes in blank. In blank. But then because I really want to deliver, the second I go on the stage, I was like, okay, I'm here, let's party. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, and um, I love how you speak it at the shows. They're so good. Uh, I think really I good. think um, I I'm so passionate about things that I yes. do, and I speak from heart, and yeah. um, and I like to be authentic. I like to be me. So yeah. I will always pass message to people how I feel, and uh, and that's probably how you're so good at what you do as well. Even the first time you went on the stage, so went from first show. 
That's show. Second. Second. I confidence was in a started club. growing. <laughs> Second was in a club and it was at King Street, Newcastle. Right. So it was a home show, which was Because you are from Newcastle. I am from Newcastle. Yes. yes Newcastle, homegrown. And um, it, was, it was interesting because I didn't want to tell anyone that I was yes. playing a club set. And so it was easier for me to play in front why, of strangers why, than in front of my friends. I was about to say, is that why you didn't want to tell anybody? Because you were nervous of your friends? Yeah, I was nervous. Were you afraid to be judged? I was afraid to be judged because it was something new and... You know, everyone thinks, oh, you know, DJs are 20 years old and whatnot. And here, yes, <laughs> here yes. I am rolling in and and doing, you know, for my first club set. But it went really well. And yes. then after that set, I was fine. And now the first have... two were like the most difficult for me, I have to say. Yes. Just to get past that point. And not that it's it's been easy since then. Absolutely yes. not. Every show is different. Every crowd is different. Every set is different. Yes. I don't play the same set every show that I do. So you have I tailor to, you have make to... it to my audience. And right. if I know that I'm going somewhere for a certain venue, for a certain event, I will definitely. Which is interesting. Even, you know, um, before you, you were DJ at our events, we had a conversation, yes. you know, yes. <laughs> what crowd wants and, you know, what we're trying to do as well. Yeah. Um, uh, which means. I you did actually... my research on you. <laughs> yeah, but, but you put a lot of work prior yeah. to actually get on the stage. So it's not just yes. I'm there and, and, you know. Now, moving things forward, today yes. you have experience behind your back. You have traveled the world. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. You have DJed Dubai. Yes. Asia. Yes. All of Australia, obviously. Yes. Um, uh, and again, you got your few tracks as well. So where you are now, looking back, a few questions I have for you. Was it an easy journey? Absolutely not. There was so much work involved. A lot yes. has happened for me over the five years yes. that I've been DJing. And I'm I'm very appreciative of, of my journey in particular yes. and I'm so grateful because I've I've put my passion into that and I've also teamed up with an amazing team around me to mentor yes. me, to guide me and to show me some of the ropes in the music industry yes. um, going from the fashion PR world yes. into music. Music's savage. <laughs> it's Interesting. tough. It's competitive. Because when people, when I'm thinking about DJing, it's like, fuck, that's a fun job. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> that looks easy. All you're doing is, you know, you. but it's not everything looks easy. I make it you, look easy. You make it look easy. <laughs> I make it look fun. And but, it is fun. It's, a, it's the highest yes. rush that you could get. Yes. But also the reality is there's a lot of hard work to get there to that moment till you get on stage there's a lot of work there's people approaching you to do shows then yes. there's contracts or um doing the deals and yes you know speaking to a lot of people who want to inquire and and then going from there and like putting yes. that together and then putting the show itself together yes but then i also go one step further i'm really into my styling or i'm into um posting and sharing my content yes. from from every event and i think that's what my clients love. You, you said um, for anybody that wants to get in the industry, yes. you said it's a savage. It is savage. <laughs> it's competitive. It is competitive. Just like every other business. So it's True. not just I'm a DJ, I'm a celebrity, mm -hmm. I've got a few hundred thousand followers, life is great. 
I wish it was that easy. It sounds great when you summarize it like when that. When you summarize it, <laughs> yeah. of course, you know, it doesn't matter how hard it is. Like you said, you make it fun, you make it enjoyable. Otherwise, yes. what the hell is the point, right? That's right. Um, uh, how competitive is the industry? Well, when I first started, I realized it was mainly a boys' club. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of male DJs. So for me to get taken seriously as a female DJ who has been a model as well, yes. I mean, a you know, there's there's a bit of a preconception about yes. me and oh, who she's I just, am. She's just a model, not a DJ. That's right. right. So um, there were pros and cons to what I did before yes. my music and I really had to prove myself, I have to say. Yes. And Because pretty face can only last two minutes but for yes. you to be consistent yes. and have a gig after gig, yeah. you know, to play constantly, yeah. your looks can't last forever. you got to be good at, at your craft as well yes. for people to come and actually listen to you because they can't just stand there for six hours looking at your face. <laughs> exactly. No offense. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's because true Because people go out, they want to entertain yeah. themselves, they want to yeah. enjoy amazing music. Yes. So if you suck, there's yeah. no coming back for them. And that's the thing. I want them to come to my shows not only just to see me, but to listen to me and go, wow, she can she actually play. She can yes. mix. I love her tracks. I love her music. Yes. I love what she chose and well, that's how why she we made got me you feel. again because <laughs> not because you know you you there because we knew that our audience enjoyed it yeah. and so we did. So so us as well. And um, uh, now, what is the hardest thing about being a DJ? I would have to say, I've I've worked some really odd hours. Yes. And I work a lot of hours, even though you may see me on the stage for like an hour. There's a lot of work that goes into that uh, yes. from putting the sets together, from talking to all different venues. For me, going to the sets, I, I live in Newcastle, so I have to travel to Sydney if I'm doing shows. But Two if they're overseas, drive. yeah, that's right. And if I'm traveling, which is usually the case, um, there's there's a lot involved. So there's a lot of hours and I'm I'm a bit of a night owl now. Like I'm up at 1, 2, 3 a.m. Yes. every night. <laughs> and, but then I sleep later than everyone else. So I guess my body clock is ch kind of a little bit different and I feel like I work all the time. Yes. And um, uh, would you – what would be your advice to any lady who wants that's to be out a DJ? there? <laughs> who wants to be a DJ. So there's somebody 18 years old or 20 yes. years old, they see you <laughs> on the stage, they see crowd, everybody's having fun. Yes. Oh, wow, I want to do that one day. Yeah. What would you tell them? I'd tell them the same advice that I got told, go to DJ school. <laughs> right. Start there. Because if you can technically learn how to do it, then that's where you have to start. Yes. And then I would buy decks for the house. Yes. And I'd practice every single day. There's two things in every business. There's a craft. Yes. Which you have. You know how to DJ. Yeah. But you have to wear two hats. You have to be a marketer. Oh, you have to be a marketing machine. You and know, lucky my marketing and PR background played a big I think, part I in I think this. you have taken advantage <laughs> of what you have learned in the past. Yes. Because you used to do marketing for other people as well yes. and yourself. So... How important that? That is crucial, in my opinion, to be, you know what? Yeah, I'm so good at DJing, but I'm going to actually get myself out there. Yeah. And that's one thing that you constantly do. As good as your craft is, you're constantly marketing your craft to your audience. I think it's really important. I think talent has to match your brand when yes. it comes to being a DJ because the most talented person could have 
the most amazing music on their laptop or yes. in their studio, but they've got two followers and they're not sharing it with anybody. Yes. And then you could have the opposite where someone has a million followers and then zero talent and doesn't even know how to mix yes. properly. It, either of those situations isn't ideal at all. I mean, so look, you've got I'll, to have like you, – you do have to have a mix of both. Uh, and, and, also, look, and as much as you, you know, are good at your craft and as much as you're a good marketer, third aspect is if you don't want to work hard, it's all over. That's right. You know, as much as you always say to anybody that's talented, I might not be as talented as you, but fuck, I'm going to outwork you yes. any day of the week. The you and everybody else. The hustle is so important. How, in, I always say, you know, I'm not the smartest person in the world, but fuck, the reason why I'm so successful at my craft because I know I'm so persistent, I will fucking get what I want and I will go after it and I will work harder or I will outwork anybody out there. Mm. So that's one thing I always keep telling people, you know, fuck your craft. Yeah. If you don't want to give it that time that it deserves or needs for you to be successful, specifically in your craft. I mean, look, you know, just here today, it takes you two hours just to get to this, to come to Sydney, yes. two hours back. So you lose half of the day. So that alone yeah. is commitment. Now, being a DJ is one thing, but let's talk about creating your own tracks. Yes. You, correct me if I'm wrong, you launched your new song Saturday past. No, I haven't launched it yet. It's about to... It's about to go so online. May, okay, maybe I'm spoiling the freaking <laughs> surprise, right? No, not at all. Everyone's heard little snippets of it. I have played it. Uh, ah, okay. And I've been road testing it before right. I'm about to launch it. I yes. want people to hear it. I want to see if it's working right. before I actually go out there and actually put it online. So it's been good so far. It, we're about to release it. And right. I'm really excited about this track. I've released one song per year since I've started. Yes. And I've learned so much about the releasing of music process. Yes. And with my first track, Can You Feel It? Yes. When I look back on it and I go, oh, that's cute. I yes. mean, <laughs> because I didn't know anything about releasing music then. Yes. And, but I knew how to market it. Yes. So we you did this big party you, you on you CJ. Cannot, you cannot Sydney. sell a secret. You have to get it out there. Yeah, that's right. And... I put it out there and can you feel it was great and I had my first experience with promoing a song and doing radio interviews and getting it placed and, you know, putting it in like, you know, putting it out there, seeing if it would chart and everything and, and it did well. It was good. But my second song did really well. Right. So I worked on Desire with um, Daniel Tonic yes. and he is a producer from Sydney yes. and we worked on this track together. And that one did really well for me. It, yes. um, it charted, you know, ones, top tens. Like it, it, it was amazing. And it got played by Armin van Buren who is... Yes, yes, one of my favourites. <laughs> <laughs> He's amazing. And it got played to his 41 million listeners. Yes. And I remember the day that it got played on A State of Trance and my phone, my phone's notifications didn't stop for weeks. Yes. It was incredible. Like which is, that which for is a me. very, which is a good fuel, you know, yeah. for you to keep doing, yes. you know, what you're doing as well. 
see, would, I, I get these landmark kind of events like, you know, big influencers who have yes. these millions and millions of followers like your Khloe Kardashian or yes. your um, Van Buren who will reshare my content and then, and then everyone starts to notice and go, okay, yes. they're going to take her seriously now. This is my second track in and, and also my second, third year yes. um, of, of playing music and producing. So, yes, it was just... But as much as you have that special moment, mm. you can't stop. No, absolutely. You've got to keep going. How can you leverage it That's more right. <laughs> to, take you, to take you to another level as well? Because the second you come complacent, it'll be fucking history the next day. That's why So I... you, you can't afford to become complacent in any way. Oh, absolutely not. And that was, that was so exciting for our team, especially at Pumping Records. And, and George is the director of Pumping Records. He's also my manager. Uh, and that was such a big moment for yes. all of us and, and it, was, it was great. It was, it, it was unreal. So it was like on to the next track. What are we doing next? What is next and for you? So Night Like This was the track after that. Yes. And that has received the most streams that I've ever had. Yes. So I did capitalise on the success of Desire, the yes. track before that. And, and that time we did a remix of the song that Kylie Minogue made famous on a yes. night like this. And we made it a club version and a more modern yes. version. It was The song was 20 years old yes. and we just wanted to give it a new lease on life and everyone loves Kylie and I play yes. I play at I, Mardi I met, Gras. I met her in Croatia. Did you? I <laughs> love <laughs> her. She's amazing. Well, yes. definitely Australian icon really. She absolutely is. And that's what drew me to the song as well. Yes. An Australian, a female performer from Australia, you know, like she's, she's iconic in the gay scene as well and I play at Mardi Gras. Yes, yes. Oh, that's so, awesome. So I wanted to premiere Night Like This yes. at the Honey Burdette shows that I do yes. every year at, at Mardi Gras. So that is why we chose that song. There you today. are today. Yes. What's next for you? I'm about to release Always You, which okay. is a great track. It's, it's a big melodic bass line. We've got Clarita DeKiros on vocals. George and I have produced it and we're about to launch it and I want to see how it goes in Dubai. Clarita is very well known there as a singer and Dubai is just a place where I see myself performing a lot more. Yes. Uh, I think because there's an amazing scene there. Yes. Like it's a really vibrant city. It's popping. It's, it's amazing. It's centre of the world at the moment. That's right. And it is just... I don't know, it's just always, every night, there's something happening, there's amazing clubs, there's amazing restaurants, the entertainment is next level and unfortunately I feel like Sydney is a bit behind. Yes, yes. And I want to move to the, you know, the next level with my music and, and then why not go to the centre of the world where and, it's and all then, happening? And then bring it back to Australia as That's well right. and get yes. us to be on the next level. Yes. Um, I feel like they think... Well, I feel like in Australia, if you're cool overseas, then you're cool here. Like, yes, if, I don't yes. know what is with that, but I feel like that's a thing. I can say um, it's great to see that I love people that are giving it a go and yeah. that are trying to perfect their craft. And I love people that start something and they keep doing it, not giving up. Because when you start anything on start, it's freaking hard. 
That's the matter about the industry. Yeah. In it's still hard today. You know, I've been in business mm. for twenty odd years. Yeah. It's still hard, and I employ a couple of hundred people. And mm. and um, financially, company is an amazing place, but nothing is nothing worthwhile is easy, right? Yeah. But it's great to see that you keep doing it, that you keep having fun, and that you keep encouraging future DJs, male and female, to do... I love seeing all the new female DJs come up. It's girl great. power. Yeah. There you go. And I'm seeing more and more of them, and I love that, because when I first started, I thought there was a lot less. Yes. And now there's more, and that's great. And and you were speaking to Jay earlier, she does... a. Events. An event called yes, Femme Fatale, yes. and it's an all-girl lineup, and it's great. It's there very empowering to play that show. I love that show. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Boom.